3: Wherever
4: you get your podcasts, delve into the visceral world of of hip hop -hop. with the Gangster Chronicles.
6: Today's show is pre-recorded. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Y'all know
7: what time it is. Y'all don't know, y'all better act like. Had on, had on, on, suit, suit on, on. looking like the
8: paper dog, giving a Just Like the million bucks, <laughs> but things in it's cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be? But Steve Harvey, oh, yeah. And to me, Steve. Oh, put your hands together. we on the We're on the
9: I sure will. Uh, good morning, everybody. you are listening to The Voice. Uh, come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey. Got a radio show. You know, this week I've just been on it. So today is no different. I'm telling you, I've just reinvigorated myself. I'm, I'm more determined to share the principles of success. I'm more determined to help and guide and teach as many people as I can the things that I've learned. And I mean, man, I've been through it. I have really been through it. I kid you not. You know, I used to say, okay, God, you know, why is all this happening to me? But as I've gotten older, I understand that was the ingredients. I needed the ingredients to be this cake. I needed all those ingredients stirred up. I need all of that different flavors, the stuff that I didn't think tastes so good. All that stuff had to come into the bowl in order for me to get to where I am today. As much as I did not like the taste of the ingredients, little did I know God was making this cake, not me. But what he did was, and you've heard the old saying, God could turn lemons into lemonade. Well, that's what he was doing. Now, at the time. It all had a little funky lemonade, lemony flavor to it with some other stuff in it too. I didn't care for it, but little did I know that I needed everything that happened to me to happen to me in the exact order that it happened and the exact array of things that happened for me to have the knowledge I have today, the experience, the attitude. So I could turn around and share that information. Okay. Got that out the way? This is what I want to give to you today. I want you to understand something. That discipline determines your destiny, not your desire. Discipline determines your destiny, not your desire. You've heard me say this how many times on the show? Okay, here we go again, Steve. I got it. Faith without works is dead. But let me tell you something. To be a hard worker, you got to be disciplined. That's one of the hardest lessons I'm trying to get through to my sons. You're going to throw yourself down a cliff if you're not a young man or a man that possesses discipline. Because they got something for undisciplined people. They got some street laws for undisciplined people. And they got some federal laws and state laws for undisciplined people. So that's why them signs is outside on the freeway. We're going to let you go fast. But 70 is the limit. 70 fast enough, really. If you're disciplined enough of a person to leave your house at the time you're supposed to leave your house, 70 miles per hour is absolutely enough. But if you're an undisciplined person, if you don't have the wherewithal to leave your house on time, to get ready to go where you want to go, see the desire is where you want to go. The discipline is how you get there. You understand, you can want to go to see your family in California all you want, but the flight leaves at 1.18. You leave your house at 12.30. They told you you must check in one hour before your flight. Now, if you ain't got the discipline to get to the airport to check in one hour before your flight, leaving your house 45 minutes before the flight departs, what you think going to happen? Your desire to go see your family in L.A. is going to be thwarted because you lack the discipline to prepare yourself and get yourself ready to do the things that you have to do to make your desires come true. I'm telling you, discipline determines your destiny, not your desire. You can write down a list of stuff you wanna do all day, but if you don't produce and show the discipline necessary to get there, what you think gonna happen? Huh? Okay, I wanna be rich. Okay, I wanna make 400,000 a year. Okay, I wanna be the best player that there is. Okay, but you don't want practice. See, the cat that's disciplined enough to show up at practice, the shooting jumpers when everybody going home, that's the guy that's going to be the best. The guy that's never late for practice, the guy that studied a playbook, that's the guy that's going to make it. Not the guy that's talking crack. I, I stalking that smack. I'm going to make the Pro Bowl. I'm going to make the All-Star team. I'm going to be All-American. That's just what you're saying. But discipline determines your destiny not your desire. So now let's talk about this discipline. What is that really, Steve? That's your work ethic. That's your hunger. That's your will. Discipline is how hard you're willing to demonstrate the attributes and the traits to be what you want to be. Did you hear me? It is your willingness to conduct yourself in a manner that is above and beyond what they say is necessary. Now, this is a good example right here. Now, you can want to be in the NFL all you want, but they got this thing called the NFL Combines where they bring in some of the top players at every position to come in, and they're going to run a 40-yard dash. They're going to do a standing broad jump. They're going to do a standing uh, vertical leap. They're going to do drills, running drills, cutting drills, they can determine if a linebacker got stiff hips by making him backpedal, point him in one direction, and throw the football in another direction. How does he turn his body? Now, you can say, you can tell everybody at your college, you won't play pro football. You can tell everybody at your high school, you can tell them in Pee Wee, you won't play pro football. But they got tests for you, though. It's called the combines. Now, you get out here and you have a bad combine day, ain't nobody trying to hear that. Let me tell you how excuses don't work with people when they're just trying to get when they're trying to win. In the NFL, the fact that you had a bad day at the combine and you don't run your best 40s and you keep telling them you could do better, they don't want to hear that. Cuz see what ain't nobody going to pay you for is to play on Sunday and that's one of your bad days. We paying you to play on Sundays. But because you keep having these bad days, Because you ain't disciplined enough to put in the work to make sure that your maximum can be called upon at any time. Now, you at the combine with some slow times that go on your record. You at the combine, you don't jump as high as you did when you was at the gym class. Well, hold up, man. This is show day. Now, in the NFL, Sunday is show day. What they can't run the risk of is paying you your money and your bad day happen to be on Sundays after we done cut your check. No, no, no. We're looking for people who limit them bad days, who got the discipline to work hard, to make an effort for it. You understand what I'm saying to you folks? Please understand this. Discipline determines your destiny, not your desire. You can want it all you want, but if you ain't working, if you ain't grinding, if you ain't hurting, if you ain't sweating real bad, if you always somewhere got to chill. You got to have a cold one. You got to smoke one. You got to do all them things. Can I tell you something? You ain't going to make it. Discipline determines your destiny, not your desire.
1: You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You know, it's so important to have representation in media. I remember growing up in Chicago, I was heavily influenced by the beautiful voices on the radio. Well, the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash strawberry. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash strawberry. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.
7: I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet.
9: the time is here the steve harvey morning show thank you for joining us hope you enjoy it it's about to be ignite. good morning um shirley carla tommy jr mississippi morning Morning, morning, morning. good happy friday yeah everything is good Good. junior what you got man
6: uh let me ask you something okay okay so some people on their way to work right now Mm -hmm. and they probably having this issue How do you let somebody know that their co-worker is unattractive? I'm just putting it out there.
9: How how do you let a co-worker know they're unattractive?
6: Yeah. How do you let a co-worker know they're unattractive? I'm not saying it's on this job. I'm just saying people on their way to work.
9: (laughs) Well, when you get at work and you're dealing with somebody that's unattractive. Mm Mm-hmm. To let and you and you want to let them know. Yeah, you want to let them because
6: they tired of this. All these outfits they put on. You tired of that? You tired because they don't look good.
9: Okay. Mm. As soon as an ugly person speaks to me, uh-huh. as I'm saying good morning back, I immediately look off.
8: <laughs> <laughs> but, I thought you, but I thought y'all was ugly. Though. I don't get that.
9: We are okay then. Okay, Tommy. Now, now since you didn't got in, here we go. Do you notice when you speak to your uncle? Do you notice when I'm speaking, I always kind of look off? (laughs) (laughs) You had not noticed that. No, I not. Because it's a way of doing it without really being, you don't have to be ugly to nobody. They already ugly. What you don't (laughs) want to do is be ugly to an ugly person. They've had enough of it. They have mirrors. (laughs) I'm pretty sure they know it. Tommy, yeah. when the last time you looked in the mirror and thought you was cute? Last night
13: before I went somewhere. Mm-hmm.
9: See, notice how he didn't do that this morning. Yeah, he didn't say nothing this He didn't have an outfit on. Nothing. Yeah. He looked in there this morning and realized, <laughs> yeah, I just got to deal with this today. I,
1: I got to agree with you, Steve. I thought he was going to say this morning. See, I thought was he was last... going to say just now. No, mm-hmm. see ladies, last the night.
9: truth comes out when you catch him off guard last night before I went somewhere he put on his best and it wasn't him that was was attractive he thought his outfit was attractive but he he got got on a t-shirt this morning when he got him looked in that mirror this morning he realized I got to deal with this (laughs) here's another way as we do these zoom calls Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. look at the cameras right now who looks too close to you (laughs) <laughs> the one
6: that I just scooted back He's just trying the to back up
8: The one that back
13: <laughs> Shut up
9: Did yeah. you just see him try to scoot back right quick He almost like, ran into the wall <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, you want, and you want to say all morning Dog, dog you too close We're getting a close up of it uh,
8: So that's how man. I say all oh. Uh, yeah.
9: To deal with it in the morning, so yeah. Thank yeah, you, yeah. Junior. They, thank you, Unc. So That's every morning nice. you can uh, you can ask me what now, Junior? <laughs> Unc, let me ask you something.
6: And we'll start <laughs> the day off like that.
1: Go ahead, Cheryl. All right, let's get it started. Coming up in 32 minutes after the hour, ask the CLO, Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey, in the building. Right after this, you're listening the to the, the Steve Harvey, Harvey the Morning show. show. Time for ask the CLO. It's Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey is here to answer your love questions. This one is from Ginger in Detroit. Ginger writes, I'm 34 years old and I've been dating a 29 year old guy for a year. He and I attended a fundraising gala for one of my clients and my boyfriend met my very opinionated female boss for the first time. They got into a debate about COVID and my boss called him an idiot. I gave her a stern look and didn't say anything. Monday at work, she told me that I'm dating an idiot. Out of sheer respect, I didn't say a word. How do I check her and keep my job?
9: You ain't going to be able to do that.
1: <laughs> huh, that's it?
9: You're not going to be able to check her and keep your job. we just trying to make a decision. Pick one. Yeah, are you tired of her? I mean, really tired of her? Do you have an application in anywhere else? Do you have a skill set where you could take it somewhere and not work for an opinionated boss? Then, once you get accepted at another position, then you walk in and check her. Mm, okay. But you're not going to be able to check her and keep your job. <laughs> you're, di- you're dating like an idiot. All
1: right, uh, moving on. Thank you, Tamika. And I can Birmingham. also
9: assure you that your boss is unattractive.
14: <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to start this Friday goes morning off with ugly. in hand.
1: All right. Uh, Tamika in Birmingham. She sounds cute. I've been with my son's father for a long time, and we break up and make up all of the time. Last year, he got a girl pregnant while we were broken up. I have accepted the baby, and we're back together. I went to his house yesterday, and there's a picture of him, his newborn daughter, and his daughter's mom on his dresser. How could he take a family picture with her and think I wouldn't mind? Does he want them to be a family? Whoa. Wait a minute. What do you mean?
9: You, how does he think you wouldn't mind? Wait a minute. you've taken everything else hmm.
8: Hmm. you've
9: accepted everything hmm. else. I love it. He's been your you've been dating your son's father for a long time. It's been off and on. you accept that. When I keep telling women, men don't do off. When when y'all off, we somewhere on, somewhere else. (laughs) And then the last time he proved it, because while you was off, he got another girl pregnant. Mm. I told y'all this is what we do when we off. You took him back. Again, you accepted that. And you accept the baby. So now if you're going to accept him with her, and the baby with him and her, How you ain't gonna take the picture of all three of them that don't ever play out in your head? Mm. Mm. Sister, little sister, you've accepted everything else he's given you to gnaw on and swallow. Why would you not swallow this? What you're gonna have to do is start establishing yourself a new set of standards that you wanna be treated and, 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 and accepted by and start applying those. And you will find that you will accept less BS off less people.
1: That's right. That's right. All right, CLO. All right, moving on to Allison. Amen.
9: Amen. Amen.
1: Moving on to Allison in Nashville. Allison says, My husband and I are empty nesters, and I'm just getting used to it. But now I have a big problem with my husband. He thinks this freedom from children means we need to have sex all the time, all over the house. He loves watching porn and he's always telling me to look at this or that on his phone. I'm sick of it. My body can't take all, right, all it, that twisting that. and bending anymore. I'm okay with it once or twice a week. So how do I set limits on him?
9: Oh mm. uh, baby, we're gonna do this once or twice a week. Don't come in here with this phone every day. <laughs> okay, what are all these white people in here doing? We're not we doing this <laughs> twice a week. Now which what two days you want? <laughs> What you need. What's position? your best day? What's your best day? Okay, I know you like Saturdays and what else? <laughs> you want the weekend, you want Saturdays and Wednesdays, you want Tuesdays. <laughs> you know, if Please. I feel like something else, I'll let you know. But what two days you want? <laughs> Stop showing me your
8: phone.
9: <laughs> I don't care what they're doing. No, I'm not going to lay my... No. No, I'm not laying my leg up there on top of the refrigerator. No. No, I don't like it with the refrigerator dough open. Stop asking me that.
1: <laughs> what?
9: Why really? is the door? <laughs> I'm not sitting on the top of the tile rack again. I don't, it, it, that hurts.
1: <laughs> All right, can we move on now? You get the dough knob. I'm not getting it no more. <laughs> All right, moving on. Mackie in Roanoke says, I've been married for almost 30 years, and my wife had a girls' night out recently, and I had a few friends over to watch the fight. Around midnight, I texted her to ask if she was coming home, and she didn't answer. Around 12.30 a.m., she came in, and I didn't recognize the car that dropped her off. She said it was an Uber, but she got out of the front seat. Now I'm paranoid about her whereabouts. Do I press the issue or let it slide? Mm. Mm. I don't know, Mackie,
9: mm. that's on you. On you, what my do wife you don't mean? come in at twelve thirty a.m. Get out of we cars do I don't recognize. Car. Get out the front seat and say it was a Uber. You know, was a <laughs> Uber driver, man. <laughs>
10: Hello, crazy.
9: yeah. Hello. Mm-hmm. Did she leave in her car? Mm, yeah. You know who picked her up? Yeah. You stupid. Yeah. You know, I don't know, Mackie. <laughs> 30 Ooh, years, things change. Mm-hmm. You ain't mm-hmm. Mackie no more. Yeah, you ain't Mackie no more. Tacky. <laughs> wacky. <laughs> got tacky, which you driving him whacky, which means that she could be somewhere getting in another sacking. And now you sitting up <laughs> in here sitting at the house feeling like a lackey. <laughs> and if she really was by herself, she'd have came home in a taxi. <laughs> <laughs>
13: That would have made you more happy,
9: yeah. <laughs> but now here we is. Sorry about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Clo. Coming up next, run that prank back with the nephew right after this. You're listening, listening to the Steve listening. Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, Miss Ann will be here with our national news. And in entertainment news, a 61-year-old man in Florida married, get this, guys, his 18-year-old goddaughter. And there's a... Mm, right there. Let that marinate for a minute. Yeah, while we're thinking about that. What? Yeah, you heard me. And there is a possibility, as we move on, that uh, pigs could one day be organ donors for us humans. But right now, we'll talk about all this stuff at the top of the hour. But right now, it is time to run that prank back. What you got for his nephew? Like chitlins? <laughs> like,
13: okay. <laughs> so I can have pig chitlins in me? Okay. Uh, the prank was was is baby weight. weight. Uh, I'm not ba- baby weight. Let's baby go. Baby weight. Yeah. Not like wait and see, but baby heavy, baby heavyweight, weight like that, baby weight, baby weight. Cat.
15: Hello. Hello, I'm trying to reach uh, Trina, please. Yeah, this is Trina. Hey, uh, Trina, my name is uh, Ernest Ernest Murphy down here at the bus barn with the uh, from the school district. Your son is is Devin, am I right?
16: Uh, yeah.
15: Okay, now he's in the is sixth that, grade. I think. I wait, think is everything rides- okay? Yeah, 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 everything is fine. I think he's on, he rides bus 90, bus 93. Does he ride bus 93? Are you familiar yeah. with the bus number?
16: Uh, yeah, I, yeah, he does.
15: Okay, so now the school board has implemented a new rule, and um, we're, we're having to call uh, a lot of parents and let them know about the new rule okay. uh, for as far as the buses are concerned. Now, from my understanding, Each child that gets on the bus has to weigh less than 125 pounds. That's what the new rule that is implemented by the school board. Wait, what did you say? Can you say that again? I feel like uh, you missed something. Each each child that gets on the bus has to weigh less than 125 pounds. I don't
16: understand. I don't understand.
15: So, so, wait. Okay, so what what does that mean? So starting on Monday starting on Monday what they're gonna do is they're gonna the the bus driver will have a scale and he will weigh the kids before they get on on the bus what? I, I, I I understand man but like I say I'm calling I'm calling every parent wait, that they are wait, what the them f- that you they think
16: you're gonna you're gonna weigh my child before he gets on the bus
15: that's that's I, what the new rule. that's what the new rule is if he's over 125 then he wait, he'll either have to walk or school. you'll have to take him to school
16: Wait, you no, wait,
15: I have a job,
16: okay. I have a job. I'm not going to take my kid to school. That doesn't. I don't. I, that's what the bus is for. That's what I, my tax dollars pay for. But, what right.
8: the, but, but what's me,
16: the reasoning, me, the rationale behind this?
15: Okay, let me tell you what's going on. From what they're saying uh, is okay. that the, the weight of these children is wearing down these transmissions on this bus, on these buses. That the is, transmission. That the is, transmission that cannot take all of that. So. That's, they are limiting right. the weight of each child. Right. So now, how much does? I think that's
16: discrimination. Uh, I think that's discrimination.
15: But Isn't is, that, is long, your son over? Is he over 125 pounds?
16: He okay. He is.
15: Okay. Then you're gonna you probably gonna have to take your son to school, or he gonna have to walk. No, he, probably, he probably need to walk to school if he already 125 pounds. That is so rude. <laughs> what
16: the app says... Are you talking about? Like, seriously?
15: Uh, all I, uh, ma'am, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is if your son is overweight, uh, 125, you know, maybe the exercise are doing good, but like I say, the, the school board is not going to right? allow him on the bus. What?
16: Sir, I, I will not accept this. Who do I need to call? Is there a manager? Is there a city council member? I mean, this is seriously the most up discriminatory practice I've ever heard of. It doesn't even make sense. You're talking okay. about a child.
15: I understand, but we're talking about a child that weighs more than a grown person. You, your son Listen, is a heavy... I need
16: to get... What is your name, sir? Tell me your name again.
15: My I'm name is misstep. Ernest. My name is Ernest. I'm down here at the bus ball.
16: I would like to speak with a supervisor, like, now. Okay. You, you do not get to speak to my, about my child that way. You don't get to speak to any kid that way. You should not be working at a school if that is your attitude. I'm not, cool. I don't work
15: at the school. I work at the bus barn. I'm down here at the bus barn. And they gave me your number. Every day they right Because you're saying he's over 125 pounds. I,
16: I am in absolute shock.
15: This is so <laughs> up to you. Like, Okay. I don't even know. So do you have a, fat <laughs> a child? Oh, I mean, really? do you have, excuse me, I'm sorry. Do you have a big child?
16: Listen, what my child looks like, how much he weighs, is none of your business. I'm going to call the school. They can't be working with your company if this is the way that you treat people, and you talk about children this way. What the is the matter with you?
15: I guess what they're doing is mm-hmm. and this is the way of them approaching obesity. You know, let right. kids yeah, to school. Whoever, whoever over one hundred twenty-five, let them walk. They might walk it all. Your son might listen.
17: Meet.
16: Listen, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Okay. I have to work. My son is getting on that bus, and I'm going to call the school board and should not be working with you. We another bus company. I don't know, but I'm calling the city. I will call whoever the they need to call, but you need to give me a supervisor's name right now, right
15: now. Do you like, think you need to start cooking different so Devin don't have, uh, you know, maybe maybe it starts at home with what you feed me.
16: F**k you everybody you know i am calling your supervisor i'm calling the, the city i'm calling the school i am going to get you so fired like i can't even believe that you're allowed to make this call like are other parents okay with this well, you. Well, well, F- i'm,
15: uh, I'm, I'm calling when you on your way to work in the morning trina do you listen to the steve harvey morning show oh my god
16: uh yes i do <laughs>
15: This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning <gasps> Show, baby. Yes, yes, Nephi yes. Your, Tommy.
17: Your,
15: your cousin Vicky got me to prank phone call you, baby.
16: <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to kill her.
15: <laughs> yeah.
16: God. I mean, I was like, oh, my God. I love Steve Harvey. I love you. I was about to have a heart attack. Thank God.
15: You, you got to tell me this, baby. Trina, what is the baddest? And I mean the baddest radio show in the lane.
16: Steve Harvey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
8: <laughs>
13: that was nephew Tommy at his best. Oh, we know. Baby, wait. We know baby, it was. Baby, wait. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, uh, Let me correct it today, because I got corrected by my uncle yesterday. Uh, I'm doing comedy, okay, in Jacksonville, (laughs) Florida. Florida. (laughs) November 12th and 13th, that's Friday and Saturday, tickets are on sale right now. Dayton, Ohio, I'm doing comedy, all right? November the 20th, Dayton, Ohio Convention Center. Now, here we go. Here go the big news That's time we got for you right here. Uh-oh, I could do it. Chicago, Illinois, Washington, D.C., Atlanta, Georgia. This is the New Year's Eve Comedy Laugh Fest. That is Eddie Griffith. That is Cedric the Entertainer. D.L. Hughley, Earthquake, hosted by yours truly. Chicago is December 30th. Washington, D.C. is the 1st of January. Atlanta is the 2nd of January. Tickets are on sale right now. New Year's Eve, New Year's Comedy Laugh Fest. Fast. All, right, All right, nephew.
1: Thank you. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have entertainment news and national news with Miss Anne Tripp right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show.
7: I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work.
5: Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: A 61-year-old Florida man named Mike Hagebuck, Mike Hagebuck, has been accused of grooming and marrying his 18-year-old goddaughter. Uh, Deja Hucklebook, okay, Hoggabook. In Florida, the legal age for consent is 18. Mike and Deja posted on Facebook that they will be raising their four kids together. Now, it's not clear how many of the children are Deja's biologically. Online reports of an arrest in 2014 show that Michael was 54 years old at the time, which would make him 61 years old now. Uh, old photos surfaced of Michael holding Deja when she was just a toddler, and rumors indicate that Michael had a serious past relationship or was married to Deja's mother.
6: Huh? I, I'm so confused. Yeah. If it's his goddaughter, so, how they got the same last
1: name? I don't know. Who these married? four babies, babies belong question. to? Oh. These are all questions. Well, ain't <laughs> nobody got questions. no answers? These are all questions that need to be answered Somebody in this crazy to to relationship. These are killer
13: questions right here. Where do we need some answers. Yeah, we do. This is wow. crazy,
1: though, right?
9: I don't understand. Um,
1: what, what don't you understand? I,
9: I, I'm, I'm stunned. It's, it's just, just this sick. country.
1: It's just sick, yeah.
9: We can calmly report about this. No mm-hmm. ramifications. Dave Chappelle do a comedy special. They outside marching. Yeah, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. It's something wrong right now. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it, it's twisted in this country for sure.
9: This man can take this young girl. Got four unexplained kids. Mm-hmm. Married her at sixty-one. Then groomed her. Mm-hmm.
1: It's just it's list.
9: just a story, a blog. Yeah. Right.
1: right now, exactly. Yeah. But this no, where's the, the outrage? Yeah, yeah, where's know. the uproar where's the that's
9: march it. you know from now that's... on if you don't have outrage for me don't come mm-hmm. over here asking me to have none for you okay
1: all right that's fair. <laughs> that's the new rule yeah that's fair if
9: you ain't gonna be outraged by my causes then please don't come up here and ask me to be outraged by your causes
1: hmm. all right that... mm. all right <laughs> Now we go <laughs> wow. from crazy to bizarre. In other news, for the first time ever, a pig's kidney, a pig's kidney has been transplanted into a human without triggering immediate rejection by the recipient's immune system. All right? The pig mm. kidney functioned for 54 hours in the first ever successful transplant, and the procedure could potentially alleviate, alleviate the shortage of organs for transplants. All right? The recipient of the pig kidney was a brain dead patient with signs of kidney dysfunction whose family consented to the experiment before she was due to be taken off life support. You got that? The kidney
13: worked. Mm-hmm.
1: So, huh. pig kidney. I got a lot of wow.
13: pigs in my neighborhood. So, <clears> throat> throat> do I.
1: Uh, Here's you the question.
13: Stop, stop.
9: Okay, <laughs> might want to set up a bullpen and start selling. them They start to be real
6: bad. That's <laughs> Turn into a business. Hall sale. Hall sale. Because you are gonna need
8: it. Twenty five thousand dollars per hog. I thought you got rid
1: of those hogs in your neighborhood. You not, not since hogs. he
9: found out they had kidneys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, we got to move on. Come on, Steve. It's time. Ladies for and gentlemen,
9: Miss Ann Tripp.
20: Uh, Thank you very much, Steve. Good morning, everybody. This is Andrew with the news. In Washington yesterday, House lawmakers voted 229 to 202 to hold a former White House advisor and Trump pal, Steve Bannon, in contempt for defying a congressional subpoena from the Select Committee that's uh, looking into last January's Capitol Hill riot. As you would expect, most Republicans remained in lockstep behind President Trump voting against the measure, but nine followed their own minds, like Wyoming Republican Lynn Cheney. There's a moment when politics must stop. If we want to defend and protect our institutions, a violent assault on the Capitol to stop a constitutional process of counting electoral votes is that moment. But like I said, most members of the GOP wouldn't even consider speaking out against the rioters or their suspected leaders. The contempt of Congress finding now sends the whole matter onto the Justice Department. By the way, uh, President Biden says that white supremacy motivated the Capitol Hill riots, in his opinion. On another subject, the president is in disbelief over the way the GOP has been acting about new voting rights. Mr. Biden blames Senate Republicans who blocked a key voting rights bill.
6: They're afraid to even just debate
20: the bills in the U.S. Senate, even on a bill that includes provisions that they've traditionally supported. It's unfair. It's unconscionable. It's un-American. The president calls voting a threshold liberty for democracy. But uh, even though GOP-led states have been threatening democracy by enacting new restrictions on voting, he says the fight's not over. They're going to continue to get out there and do what they can do. The imprisoned ex-Minneapolis police officer who fatally shot a woman who'd called 911 has been resentenced on a lesser charge to close to five years in prison. Muhammad Noor had already served 29 months for fatally shooting Justine Ruchek. In 2017, after she made a 911 call to report a possible crime near her home, the state Supreme Court threw out Noor's murder conviction last month because they say the third degree charge that they gave against him did not fit the crime. So they threw that out, but they left other charges on the books. And that's why he's going to still be in jail uh, five years in prison. A medical examiner says that the remains found in the Florida Nature Preserve skeletal remains are those of 23-year-old Brian Laundrie. You know, he was the only suspect or at least a person of interest listed in the uh, killing of Gabby Petito. So we know he's, the Petitos say now they'll never really know what happened to Gabby and why. Sadly, in New Mexico, get this actor alec baldwin totally destroyed after firing a prop gun on the set of his new movie it's western and killing one man and injuring another one the gun was supposed to be loaded with blanks but again he shot off twice one guy killed the other still being treated remember uh, bruce lee's son brandon lee was shot and killed like that from a supposedly non-lethal gun back in uh, 1993 on a movie set very sad now back to the steve harvey morning show
1: you're listening to the steve harvey morning show all right, Steve. It is that time again. Let's do a quick round of "Would You Rather."
9: Ready? Have you noticed when we play "Would You Rather," I have a tendency to pick my number before I hear all of them.
1: Yes,
6: yeah, I've
13: noticed you do, that. Huh? I have DC noticed
1: that. Part B. Yeah.
9: <laughs> all right. Let's try it. Come
6: on. Let let's see. see. Let's see. Let's do it
13: again. All right.
1: All right. Here we go. <clears throat> would you rather go without a cell phone for a month or a bath for a month? Keep that phone.
9: Oh uh, no, you keep that phone.
1: <laughs> exactly. Oh hell. No. Yeah. no. <laughs> man. Ask a millennial Who's and phone? see what their answer no. I don't Talk that I much, t- no way on
9: it. I tell you right now, my kids gonna be sitting up in here funky as all yeah. outdoors. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because they cell phone is attached to the palm of their hand. I'm three showers a day. There's no way I could cut it to zero. See, that's this. This is this is excessive. Look, no, no, look, three <laughs> showers.
13: you got to How, How you gotta work? you gotta golf take no
9: three damn showers a day.
13: They ain't got no shower at the golf course. They got a shower
9: up there. I'm not taking my clothes off in front of these people. I don't know them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you Got a hotel them? room and a house. What if I'm shying at the golf course? <laughs> I'm happy up on in
13: that my damn, house. You got up on that damn plane when you went to Dubai and your ass took a shower way up there in 30,000 feet and a half.
9: Wasn't nobody they, in the room. And I had a lock on the door. You can't and lock the door you clean, at the country club. Wasn't you
13: clean when you left the house?
9: You can't lock the door at the country club. They can all walk in. You oh, got to come out there and shower. Mm-hmm. I like privacy. What yeah. you're going to stop doing is telling everybody you take three showers a day. Is that what <laughs>
1: doing? You mad, Steve? <laughs> what? Who got
6: that? Kind of <laughs> I don't know why you take taking much three water. showers a day. You be ashy, don't you, Tommy? <laughs> no, <I don't. laughs> Your ass got to be ashy all the time.
1: <laughs> I would rather take three showers. Let's keep moving. All right, would you rather have another ten years with your partner, mm. Steve, you B. B. Now, Steve? You want to chime
8: in here? Have you another ten years before? with your partner or
1: a one-night stand with your celebrity crush? <laughs> no, what?
6: Oh, no, well, a. But in say. my heart be? B. <laughs> B. Yeah. B. I mean, I hope she listens this morning. But if Nia Long ready, I'm willing to. <laughs> if she ready, I'm willing to. <laughs>
1: and had it already know,
8: so ain't no sense me saying. Yeah.
1: All right. Would you rather live in a tiny house or would you rather, live in, uh- <laughs> you rather live in a cave? B. You rather live in a cave? I know you don't like yeah. tiny houses, B. but a
8: cave. B. <laughs> It's bad right. in cave,
9: big know. ass cave. <laughs> 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 All right, guys, coming up. When you go in there, you ain't gonna believe what I've moved in this cave. <laughs> <laughs> coming up in 34
1: minutes after the hour. Former president. And y'all Clinton. been in the Steve cave.
8: <laughs> you won't believe
1: what I moved in. <laughs> former President Clinton is out of the hospital and tweeting. We'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Former President Clinton gave an update on his condition in a video he posted to Twitter, and he is on the road to recovery. Uh, In the video, he thanked his well-wishers and healthcare providers for their support while he was hospitalized. President Clinton wrote, I'm really glad to be back home. I'm doing great, enjoying this beautiful fall weather. I'm on the road to recovery, but I want to remind everyone out there to take the time to listen to your bodies and care for yourselves. We all have work to do, and each of us has an important role to play in life and in the immediate future. I, for one, am going to do my best to be around to keep doing the most good I can for a lot longer. (laughs) You could take President Clinton's name off of there and put mine.
8: Yeah. (laughs)
6: Junior write that all same note. right here, Junior. Junior, write junior that same note every time he comes out. Every time to I come out the hospital, I put that same thing. Put, his, put my name right there when President. Matter King of fact, Junior,
9: me. why don't you just get it and have it on auto scene? <laughs> Copy paste. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna tell you. I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah, stick around for a lot longer. All right, and uh moving on, we gotta give a shout out to Morgan Freeman. You're the only one excited. I feel flat. (laughs) Let's see what what Morgan did. did. Let's see what he did. Okay, we're giving a shout out to Morgan Freeman for his good deed last week in the Gulf Shores, in Gulf Shores of Alabama. Uh, The Oscar winning actor (laughs) was part of a seven member panel that interviewed nine potential officers for the Gulf Shores Police Department. Morgan Freeman owns property in Gulf Shores and spends time in the town, so when he was asked to participate, he did. Aw, being a good citizen. The latest batch of police recruits were surprised to see Morgan Freeman, who was recognizable, of course, by his voice. You know that. And if not his voice, of course, by his face. Uh, In an Alabama beach town faced an...
9: Who put this story in the show is the question (laughs) I have. I don't know but side. I'm so
1: happy it's here I'm so you happy. you seem to here.
9: be the only one that's happy about it <laughs> I
1: know what?
9: What? what nobody give a damn about him being in no meeting pick no police officer Sheriff. I think
1: this is great I, I just I'm and, so happy and, this and
9: what's the good in it well where did you see all this goodness at
1: well okay he owns property he's doing a good citizen a you job own of a property. good citizen by helping Carla own
9: property Tommy own yes. property Everybody the property. What, 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 what else you with the property? But, Nothing. He but living in it, Tommy. That's but, his other home.
1: But we haven't won <laughs> Academy Awards and stuff, and um.
9: They, when last time liked Morgan his called voice you? And
1: everything, and I ain't never talked. It's it. Morgan Freeman. I he ever invite you
9: down in to the beach hate. house? You and your husband let y'all use it for a weekend. Well, it, it, or it.
1: just me by myself, maybe, huh? Okay. You better not, don't ride with him because you know he, he don't drive too
13: well. He flips them cars over. I think you this is that, great. Don't. I think he's Unless doing good. Unless he's driving an old
9: white woman in a movie, he don't I drive
1: Come <laughs> <that. laughs> on, let's He's, he's, down just he's for doing civic duty,
8: duty.
1: Don't hate him, Morgan, because he's doing good in the hood. Hate him, Morgan. Doing
9: good in the hood. In his hood. He in Gulf to show home on a beach. Ain't no hoods down there. <laughs> Ain't it's no hood property good. on no beach. Trust me. They it's me. It's good.
6: The last time Morgan was in the hood, it was the Great Depression.
9: <laughs> <laughs> America
1: was a hood. You guys are such haters. Such haters. Well, anyway, yeah. Mr. Freeman, sir, I am proud of you. Very proud.
13: We're of proud of you. of you. We're so mm. proud of you. Yes.
1: <clears throat> Come on, All Tommy. Right. Don't let he'll,
13: me he'll be. He'll be God in, a, in another, another I'm, year or so. He'll be God again.
1: I'm waiting. I I thought he was going to jump in when I said, Get those chains off the door. The enemy is here. Thank you. (laughs) Quit waiting on it. Quit waiting on it. (laughs) Don't make me wait that long.
13: Smoke crack, don't you, Sam? (laughs) (laughs) Go on and jump. (laughs) (laughs)
8: That
1: was good. So they they love the fact that they even know who it is. He doesn't even have to show his face, just his voice. He was joined by the Mm. police chief. A criminal justice professor and other civilians. So he's doing good in his yeah. own neighborhood. I like it. It's a great okay. Thank you, Morgan. So, 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 so he's driving to the work listening
9: mouth. to this story, Just, <laughs>
1: Oh my God. Did you hear
9: what Morgan
1: did? <laughs> Up next, it is a prank phone call with the nephew. We love the story. With the nephew, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today, and the subject is Nothing is Free Over Here. All right, we'll get into that in just a bit. But right now, it is time for the nephew and the prank phone call. What you got for his nephew? This
13: right here is our uh, truck driver exchange.
9: Uh, truck driver
13: exchange. Our, okay. uh, <clears throat> that's my dad. Our, uh, he don't know what he's say. A truck driver exchange. Come on.
15: Hello. Hello. I'm trying to reach Franklin. Yeah, this is Franklin. Hey, Franklin, how you doing? This is Roosevelt giving you a call from Human Resources.
17: Human Resources? Hey, hey, what's up, Roosevelt? What can I do for you? All right, all
15: right man. I'm calling you from Human Resources with Transit Partners, where you uh been? You've been driving trucks for us for uh, quite some time now. What are you? You six, six, six and a half years right now.
17: Man, I'm eight and a half years. He's two years short, baby.
15: <laughs> <laughs> okay, eight and a half years. How you doing, man?
17: I'm good, man. Enjoying this road life, man. I love working with you guys, man. The benefits is there. I mean, um, I'm surprised to get a call from you. I mean, I mean, hope everything well, will Well, I'm, I'm, I'm,
15: I'm sure you're on the road right now. You're probably driving. I wanted to give you a call. And uh, is this a bad time? Can you talk right now? Yeah, I actually pulled over, man. I had to get something to eat, man. Okay. Okay. So, listen, let me tell you what's going on here with uh, with GTP. What we're doing is we are doing uh, some job exchange, and uh, some of the uh, drivers that we have uh, have been pulled out of a pool, and uh, some of you guys are going to be actually driving in different places now. So for the next six months, uh, within the next thirty days here, Franklin, you're gonna be um, you're uh, you're gonna be driving trucks in South Africa, and you're gonna be whoa, there whoa, whoa, for whoa. for about six <laughs> for about six about six months. You're gonna drive in whoa, South Africa. Whoa whoa,
17: whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, Yeah, listen, I ain't got no problem with South Africa, but y'all, y'all, y'all okay. I'm not going to no South Africa. i do okay. not how to drive on the right hand side of the. Bro, man, I love Africans. I love everything about Africa. But I'm not going. I got a family out here in the United States of America, and you are trying to tell me I got to go to South Africa? Come on, man. What type of shit are you on man? It's it,
15: it, it, frankly, it's part of the job
17: exchange. Is what it is, man. I okay. Don't know what type you' only got, of job you... exchange I got you... going on, man. I don't want to be part of that job exchange. No, no, I'm not going to no damn South Africa. This is okay, not but, happening. But, but... Man.
15: This is, the, listen to me, Franklin. six months and you'll be back in the States,
17: okay? Let me, let me say what this to you. What know, type of right? National Geographic program y'all got going on, man? I don't know this, what this, y'all got going on that y'all calling me. I'm in the middle of the parking lot trying to eat me a cheeseburger from being on the road all night. And you're talking about sending me to South Africa. What type of are you on, man? There's some foreign exchange program y'all got going on? I'm not this, being this, part of this You pulled my name out of a pool like it was a... Too soon to come tell me that I'm up to be driving in South Africa. This, this must be a joke. No, no, I'm, no, no, i'm not, So you're, no, well, this, listen, is good, this is a good, this is good, this is a good thing, though, Franklin. I think you're gonna like it. And um, no, no, it's not a know, good just, thing. What he telling me is a good thing. I got wife and kids. What I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, what the f- are you talking about, South Africa? Do they even have f- roadways out there? I'm not going to f- South Africa. Are you serious? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hearing this correct, brother. I'm not hearing this correct, Mr. Rose. Though I don't South what? Okay, my okay. kid plays bass. Are you
15: this, telling this, me this, to go to this, South Africa? Africa? Are you serious? Okay, this we Hear me out here, man. Let me, like, like I said, they 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 pull names out of a pool, and uh, you and about 15 other guys are going to be going to different parts of the them. world
17: what type of pool you pulled it in? You better put me back in the shallow part. You're going to the deep end pulling... Man, get the f out. I'm not going to f*** South Africa. I am not going to no f*** South okay, Africa. Okay, I don't, okay, I'm okay. not taking no malaria shots. I don't even got a passport. You want me to go to f*** South Africa?
15: Well, listen to me, Franklin. We're going to get you all the shots you need within the next 30 days so you'll be set to go. You
17: know, I'm not you going f***. to f***ing. I'll going around go to South Africa and Trump won't let me back in the country because of y'all my f***. I'll, I'll f*** Right now, I'm not going to South Africa. It's a job exchange, Franklin. Okay, I let mean, me say yeah, But, this, but let, What let type me, of job but, exchange? So, we're, so we're, what are we exchanging? You bringing South Africans over here, and then you bringing me over there? Y'all, yeah, my wife is not going to be happy about this. I'm not going my my someplace. basically. Okay, can, can I gonna, tell you this? That your your salary actually doubles in six months while you're over there. Don't try to don't try to tell me about that South African dollars. Or American dollars. What is it? What is it? It will be American dollars. Don't try that. Dollars, Franklin. Fra- Franklin. It will be American dollars. I'm not going to no South Africa. I am not going. Matter of fact, this is be my last day in the road. Y'all can come pick up this rig in talking parking lot because I'm not going to South Africa. I don't care how you spell it or you say it. I ain't going. Okay.
15: Okay, okay Franklin. Uh, listen, uh, you've been with the country, company eight, eight plus years, and I just got to tell you, you are obligated. You've been chosen out of a pool. All you have to do is six months. You're going to get paid double. Your family's going to be fine. You'll be back. You man, I ain't obligated
17: sons, to man. do sh- but drive this m- truck like I do every m- day. I'm not going. You can't tell me okay. about being obligated. Let me tell you what I'm obligated to do. I'm obligated to throw this m- truck in fourth gear and drive right through your m- Human resources window Because I ain't going to m- South Africa And I keep telling you that I told you that Since you got on the damn phone I ain't going nowhere Okay uh,
15: but, 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 but let me ask you something Franklin you, You've been here for, With us for eight some years Man you don't, you don't want to Continue your job Here with the company
17: I don't give a About this job right now Trying to send me overseas Like you're setting me up something. I ain't going Matter of fact Let me turn this Truck on right now I'm coming down to see you Mr. Roosevelt. Okay, hold on now. Do you know um, Jermaine Rivers?
15: Yeah, I know Rivers. But what do you got to do with it? Okay, let me go on and say this, Franklin. This right here that you're talking to is nephew Tommy. And your boy Rivers got me to prank phone call you. You just got pranked
17: by your boy
15: Jermaine Rivers.
17: Oh, that (laughs) mother... Wait till I see... Rivers. So you ain't no Rosa, though. and I ain't gotta go to South Africa. No, oh, my God. <laughs> oh man, this message, Tommy. Me. Man, I be listening to y'all on the road. Oh Rivers, you wanna play around? I you when I put some sugar in your tank. All
15: right, Franklin. Before we leave, man, tell me this: what is the baddest radio
17: show in the land?
8: The Steve Harvey Morning
6: Show.
13: <laughs> yes, sir. Yes,
8: sir. Are yes, we gonna sir. <laughs> <laughs> i going to change your
6: name. i I vote for it. i
13: run Wait. this truck right through your home. I you really enjoy driving
9: there. for you and everything. It's wonderful, man. I'm out here enjoying my work, man. You guys are great. I'm not going to no damn South Africa, man. <laughs> <laughs> but is you crazy? I don't even know how to drive on the other side of the road. Let's <laughs> and get me over there. And Trump changed his mind and I can't get back home.
8: Well, <laughs> he had involved Donald
9: Trump. <laughs> right. Not uh, having it. Not having it at all. My son played
13: baseball. My wife ain't finna hear this, man. I ain't man.
9: obligated to do nothing so put this, this cool. truck in Fourth Drive uh-huh. and bring uh-huh. it down there and run it through the window at HR. <laughs> that
13: was my favorite.
8: <laughs> Uh,
9: that's it, baby.
13: That's that stupid side. Now, later on, you get that sexy, suave side. That's tonight, y'all, Friday night. Mm-hmm. On the Own Network, Ready to Love, all right? Chocolate City. 20 singles, 10 men, 10 women, all looking for love. Hosted by yours truly, Nephew
9: Tommy. Ready has, to has love. Has anybody, tonight. anybody you know? ever told you you were suave and sexy? Anybody. Yes. Anybody. Yes. Who?
13: Yes, I mean I didn't, I didn't, I don't remember their names, but yeah. You know. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> That's you I, don't. I mean, uh, oh. I'm supposed, I'm supposed to write everybody, uh, now? Uh, down uh,
1: down. Down. We don't hear about anybody.
9: <laughs> don't worry about everybody, anybody.
1: Thank you, nephew. Coming up, strawberry uh, letter, subject: Nothing is free over here. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey
7: Morning Show.
4: Aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcast. Let's go.
1: Time now for today's Strawberry Letter, and if you need advice in relationships, work, sex, parenting, and more, Please submit your strawberry letter to steveharveyfm.com. Click Submit Strawberry Letter, and we could be receiving your letter and reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to do this one right here, right now. And you never know, it could be yours. It could be
8: yours.
1: Uh Buckle up and
13: hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the Strawberry Letter.
1: All right. Thank you, nephew. Subject, nothing is free over here. Dear Stephen Shirley, I'm 39 years old and I'm twice divorced and back on the dating scene. When I got married the first time, I was 22 years old and I married an NFL player. We dated during high school and he promised to treat me like a princess if I ever married him. When he proposed... I got a Range Rover, a ring, and the keys to a retail space, he told me I could open up any type of business I wanted. We divorced after six years, and I had never opened up a clothing store or a nail salon like I told him I would. He told me I was extremely selfish, and he was tired of his needs not being met. I was meeting all of his needs sexually, and I would always look amazing whenever we went out together. Soon after we got divorced, I met an older wealthy guy and got married after six months of dating. I had a full staff of people that catered to my every need. When I turned 33, he filed for divorce and said I had a lot of growing up to do. He said that I didn't bring anything to the table and he couldn't hold a real conversation with me. That hurt and I had to do some introspection on how my mother raised me. My mom always had a man in her life that provided for us and I never saw her do housework or go to a real job. I always thought my mom was so regal because she always wore beautiful long nightgowns with matching robes and high-heeled slippers. She taught me that if a man wanted a conversation with me or dinner with me and especially sex with me, he had to pay for it. I've been single for five years and nothing's free over here and never will be. So where are all of the gentlemen and the wealthy men that don't mind spoiling a woman? woman? Am I supposed to lower my standards? Wait, what? Um, I I really don't get the point of this letter. I really don't. I I think you left out a lot in this letter. And and I got to ask you, what is it that you want from us? I mean, this letter to me is just really, really shallow. Um do you want us to tell you it's okay to say nothing's free over here and never will be? Cause I I don't really know what that means. Um, hmm. if a man wants to be with you, he has to pay you money. What, what are you saying? I I just got to tell you this, any man of substance or wealth or anything wants something from a woman. Okay. Uh, love, loyalty, support, conversation, something. Um, and, and And both your husbands say you didn't give him that. Um, you said your most recent husband told you he couldn't even have a a real conversation with you and that you needed to grow up, so you were immature. You got to give him more than just pretty. I mean, I, I'm assuming that you're beautiful, but beauty is, is is beautiful until it's not because it fades. Your first husband said you were selfish. Uh, It's clear that that was all about you in, in both the marriages. It was just all about you. You didn't do your part and they got tired of you. So yes, it's definitely time for some introspection on your part, but I don't think the example your mom gave you helps. I mean, no disrespect, but she's from a different era and what worked for her obviously isn't serving you. So after five years of being single, you're asking where are all the wealthy men who want to spoil a woman? We have a wealthy man on the show. He's going to speak in just a moment. uh, Where are all the men that want to shower you and should you lower your standards? Well, I think wealthy men are are where they always are, with the wealthy. I mean, they're not at the club, okay? They're not there. And as far as your standards, it doesn't sound like you have any except you want to do nothing and marry well and then still do nothing. Steve? Steve? Well,
9: well, 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 (laughs) this letter right here, have you ever heard the saying, now here's the letter, nothing is free over here, have you ever heard the saying, it might be you? (laughs) Yeah. There is a saying, everybody, the saying is, it might be you, so I'm going to begin reading this letter slowly. And as we go, I'm going to point out ways where you can understand why I'm giving her this saying that it might be you. I'm 39 years old, I'm twice divorced, and back on the dating scene. It might be you. It might be. When I got married the first time, I was 22 years old. I married an NFL player. We dated during high school, and he promised to treat me like a princess. Now, let's begin the lessons in this letter. If I, would treat me like a princess if I ever married him. When he proposed, I got a Range Rover, a ring and keys to a retail space and he told me I can open up any type of business I want. Now, let me ask you that. Here's the question. But what did he get? You got a ring? a Range Rover, and a retail space. But what did he get? Here we go. We divorced after six years, and I had never opened up a clothing store or nail salon like I told him I would. Here's the question again. Okay, well, what did he get? I'm just asking. What did he get? You didn't open up the clothing store or the nail salon. You got the ring and the Range Rover. You told him what you was going to do. You never did. Six years he wanted a divorce. What did he get? He told me I was extremely selfish, and he was tired of his needs not being met. He was trying to let you know that he wasn't getting something. When I come back, it's a letter full of this. Stay with me.
1: <laughs> Hang on, Steve. We'll have part two of your response coming up. At 23 minutes after the hour, today's Strawberry Letter subject, nothing is free, over here. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letter subject, nothing is free, over here. The
9: subject is nothing is free, over here. The subject of the letter I wish was, it might be you. (laughs) So I'm going to read you the letter quickly, and I'm going to show you what's wrong with this young lady. I'm 39 years old. I'm twice divorced and back on the dating scene. It might be you. When I got married the first time, I was 22 years old. I married an NFL player. We dated during high school. He promised to treat me like a princess if I ever married him. So here we go. When he proposed, I got a Range Rover, a ring, the keys to a real estate real, real retail space, and he told me I can open up any type of business I wanted. Question. But what did he get? We divorced after six years, and I had never opened up a clothing store or a nail salon like I told him I would. What? Because what did he get? You got all this, and you didn't. He told me I was extremely selfish and was tired of his needs not being met. He was not getting something. Then you said I was meeting all of his needs sexually, and I would look amazing whenever we went out together. So you thought that was enough. I'm going to have sex with you, and I'm going to look amazing every time we go out. You thought that was enough. Obviously, it wasn't. What did he get? Ain't nobody going to live with you just because you look good when you go out and you have sex. (laughs) It's more to this than that, lady. Here we go. Soon after we got divorced. oh, Oh, that popped off again. I met an older wealthy guy and we got married after six months of dating. I had a full staff of people that catered to my every need. Let me ask this million dollar question again. What did he get? I'm just asking, lady, because you keep getting a whole lot of things, Hmm. but what do he get? When I turned 33, he filed for divorce and said I had a lot of growing up to do. He said I didn't bring anything to the table And he couldn't hold a real conversation with me. Again, what did he get? He just got the girl that dress up good and has sex. He can't even have a real conversation with you. You need to grow up because these men ain't got nothing. You don't bring nothing to the table except how you look and you have sex. That is not gonna hold a man, lady. Sorry. That hurt, and I had to do some introspection on how my mother raised me. Here we go. My mom always had a man in her life that provided for us. I never saw her do housework or go to a real job. I always thought my mom was so regal because she always wore beautiful long nightgowns and matching robes and high heels slippers. And she taught me that if a man wanted a conversation with me or dinner with me, And especially sex with me, he had to pay for it. Well, 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 let me go back to this line. My mom always had a man in her life to provide for us. See, what did your mama do
8: Mm.
9: Mm. besides wear long regal grounds (laughs) and high (laughs) heel (laughs) slippers? And the reason your mama. Always had a man in her life, cause she always had to go get another one. Mm. <laughs> See, she—you didn't say my daddy, your my stepdad. You said my mom always had a man in her life who provided for us, cause she always had to go get a new one. Because your mama just wore high heel slippers and matching robes and long beautiful nightgowns. Here we go. And my mama told me if a man wanted a conversation with me or dinner with me, especially with uh, sex with me, he had to pay for it. Listen to me. We men, we know we have to pay for it, either directly or indirectly. We know that we have to pay for a woman, directly or indirectly. You can go to a brothel or a street corner and buy sex directly, or you can wine and dine a woman. The choice is yours, but the payment going to get made. We are clear about that. But in return, what do we get? Because if you want to be in a relationship, it's got to be more than long gowns and high heel slippers, and pretty pretty things and and sex. Nobody's staying with you for that for years. (laughs) So where are all the gentlemen and the wealthy men that don't mind spoiling a woman? It's a lot of gentlemen out here. It's a lot of wealthy men out here that ain't got a spoiled woman. They already, you already got that. You had two of them. You had a man that gave you a Range Rover ring and a retail space for you to open up anything. Then you had a man in here that gave you uh, a full staff of people that catered to your every need. They're out there. You keep meeting them, but you don't bring nothing to the table. And just like your mama, you're going to always have to have a man. Because you don't bring nothing to the table. Stop blaming this on men. You've had wealthy men that didn't mind spoiling a woman, but you didn't do nothing for them. Talking about I had sex with them and always looked amazing. So, have you looked on Instagram? (laughs)
1: Don't do it to yourself, girl.
9: Girl, you know how many amazing looking women out there that that ain't really them? You got a filter? (laughs) Am I supposed to lower my standards? (laughs) No, you're supposed to want something else other than nice things and looking good and passing out sex. You need to develop some standards and you need to pass
1: out something other than some tail. (laughs) All right. Thank Uh you, Steve. Leave your comments on today's letter on Instagram at Steve Harvey FM and check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Up next. Sports Talk with Junior right after this. You're listening see, to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, time for Junior and Sports Talk. What you got, Junior? I need <laughs> pimpin' this week seven.
6: Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no doubt right here. What's up, Junior? Hey, hold on, what's up, ladies?
1: Hey, pimpin'. Hey,
6: pimpin'. Some chocolate, some strawberry. What's up, baby? What's, that's what's that's that's up, Tommy? Pimp, pimp. What's up, baby? Nothing Love, what you what, what you got! I saw that show you got. I liked that one. Oh, Pippin right there, ready for love. Who ain't? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Go ahead,
8: Junior.
6: Here we go, Pippin. All right, we got the Washington Ooh, how football How did I do last week, Junior? Ten and three, Pippin. You was outstanding. Ten and three. Pippin was outstanding. You ready? I'm finna bet these parlay. I'm finna bet money this week. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Washington football team versus Green Bay Packers. Who you got, Pippin? Oh, man, that's going to be rough because Aaron Rodgers is mad now. Packers? <laughs> <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs versus Tennessee Titans Oh, Tennessee is rolling now, man Upset game of the week, Tennessee <laughs> All right Atlanta Falcons versus the Miami Dolphins, Pippin. Oh, man, the Falcons gonna get a win, finally <laughs> Here we go Jets versus the Patriots Oh, man, that's a tough one Patriots Okay, here we go Carolina Persons, Panthers versus the New York Giants Oh, that's kind of – Giants play good last – I'll get back to that when I can't make a decision. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bengals versus Ravens. Bengals – you already know Ravens going to whoop the bingo ass. <laughs> <laughs> <Out there. laughs> Eagles versus Raiders. Eagles versus Raiders. Raiders, I don't know. Jalen Hurt. Oh, man. They see mm, it. It's They're tougher, out. man. Oh, I love that boy Hurt up in Philly. frat bro. You know what I'm saying? I still got to tell the truth, though. Raiders, <laughs> <laughs> Detroit Lions versus the Los Angeles Rams. You already know I love Detroit, but they can't whoop the Rams, though. Here go one. This is this gonna be interesting. Texas versus Cardinals. <laughs> oh no! Why is we even talking about this? Y'all don't know then here well y'all ain't gonna be there. Uh, <laughs> this might be the one, pimp. This might be the one, and it might not. <laughs> I'm gonna go with not. This might be. <laughs> I'm going with the Cardinals. <laughs> got your pivot. Chicago Bears versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay all day. Here we go the Colts versus the 49ers, man. Colts. Okay. Oh, the 49ers. That's a good one. Okay. And we got the New Orleans Saints versus the Seattle Seahawks. Russell is hurt, man. And they don't uh, yes. in this new white boy. Don't nobody even know him. Saints. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pimpin, back up to these Panthers versus Giants, man. I don't know, man. It's going to be hard, but I think the Giants going to mess around and pull out a win. There it is. Uh-oh. <laughs> Week 7 picks. We going to find out how sure you did this Sunday. You me nothing about Cleveland.
8: <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> thanks, Berkson, Thanks,
1: Pimpin. <laughs> Coming up at the top of the hour, J. Anthony Brown and the wedding right after this. <laughs>
4: Aspects the gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go.
1: All right, Steve. Uh, what Here's is going here. on with you, and and what is going on with your friend Jay? Please, we about to find out. <laughs>
9: take it away. What is happening?
8: VJ
14: Anthony the Brown. Oh. Um, I apologize for being late, but I was just all messed up. I just couldn't get it together. I went to a wedding wow. yesterday, and I was okay. so nervous. I was just, I was just, it's my daughter's wedding, but just sitting in that environment, just, um, I was sweating. Uh, I was itching.
9: It man. was your daughter's wedding, Jay, not your wedding. It was my daughter's
14: wedding, but I, in my mind, Steve, I thought they was going to call my name. You know, I just, <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. Did you I walk her down the like aisle? I know her, her daughter walked her down the aisle, so I just had to be a participant, you know, and... It was just—I never been so nervous in my entire life. I mean, I, I, it, I, it wasn't me, but just being around that, you know. I'm happy for her, the nice guy, nice <laughs> guy. Father one of, the nicest of the bride. Guys,
8: you... <laughs> I, know, of
14: I know, I know, I know. I can't explain it. I can't. <laughs> and I'm just—I'm not doing weddings no more. I don't give a damn who get married. Just—that was the last one. <laughs> I'm not going. I'm, wow. I don't care who. If this don't work out. I love my daughter and, and my son. if they get married again, I'm sending i I'm a cash app them, and then I'm I'm out. That's just gonna be the way I'm gonna do it. I'm a, I'm a cash app Steve. 'em. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna be there. I'm not gonna physically put myself through that again. Woo. just a wedding.
6: Whoo, whoo. Would you do Zoom?
8: No, no, I don't
14: want to see that. I don't know. I'm not zooming. No, I don't even. No, I don't. No, I don't need that in my spirit. No, it was nice. It was really nice. I mean, I was teared up and everything, and I'm happy for them. And and he's a really nice guy. Child, I like him. He's a good guy. But just know, don't call me for a wedding again ever.
13: He said you should try funerals.
8: That might work.
14: Funerals. funerals might work because no, you don't have to do the same right thing. You don't have to do the same You just You're going to be there whether you want to be there or not. You know what I mean? So funerals <laughs> might be better. All right, here we go. All right, here's my song. Uh, everybody has been talking to Kyrie Irving and they've been giving him a hard time. I think the problem is nobody's sung to him. The man oh, needs wow. a song. He needs a song. Here's a song for you, Kyrie. Hit it, Dave that by now your cheeks are sore Man, this shot can't help you live And you only gotta take just two Whoa, come on bro We want you balling on the floor You made your point, now it's time to end Hey, what you gonna do? You with it all you long just to play some basketball And that's exactly what we want you to do
8: Come on now, man, it's up
14: losing money. <laughs> Do
8: it for me. Right. <laughs> 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 That's Wow.
1: All right. Well, that was good, Jay. Thank you. Uh, Coming up more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show at 20 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Wendy Williams is still not well enough to return to work, and her medical leave has been extended into next month now. Uh, Producers at the Wendy Williams Show hire two more guest hosts. Leah Remini is filling in for Wendy this week and then next week Whitney Cummings will be the guest host followed by Sherry Shepard the first week of November of course we will keep Wendy in our prayers and hope she has a yes. quick and speedy recovery What's wrong with Wendy Um well uh, Ment- a lot of mentally things, she's
14: a uh, mental mental breakdown and she's sick And too, She had together,
1: COVID so right she got, you know, so she's just trying to recover, you know, she has Graves disease. I hope she comes back. She's always
14: been nice to me, so I, you know, I got nothing bad to say about Yeah,
1: I, I want her yeah. definitely to, to be alright. Yeah, you know. want her to be well, yeah, of course. Wish bad health so nice on too. nobody. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. yeah, you don't want, yeah. yeah. Okay. But hopefully her show, the most important thing, can survive this. That's what, you know, people yeah. are questioning the people that are employed there, everybody. They want to make sure that her show will
9: survive no, this.
1: No, well,
14: Hollywood will no, move on. I can we'll tell you that right they now. Will move they on. will. The most important will. thing is that she
9: survives yeah. this. Would you say, the, Steve? The most important thing is that she survives this damn the show. Right. Yeah. <laughs> of right. course we want. We'd rather have Wendy. your health than a TV show. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell yeah. you yeah. that.
1: Yep. So we're hoping and praying for the best for Wendy we're Williams. We're praying for you. Mm-hmm.
14: Let Kyrie do it. He ain't doing nothing. He should fill in. Kyrie could fill in. He. he
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll have more (laughs) of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up in 33 minutes after the hour. Right after this.
8: Come on, Kyrie.
1: (laughs) You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. There's good news for short people that want to be a bit taller. Leg lengthening surgery is a real thing. There is now an available procedure that can add several inches to your height. The procedure is uh, expensive though. Between seventy to and don't, eighty thousand dollars. Don't say a thing. How much? Don't, don't say How a much? A Between thing. seventy and eighty thousand dollars. He got that.
14: Don't say a word. Just let it go. <laughs> I'm not
8: saying I see why they I
14: putting what in there. Yeah, I see why they put, they the, why they put, yeah, yeah, put this, ahead, this really.
1: in there. Yeah. Hey, stay
9: why out of this, be. Jay. Go ahead and show me. Seventy, eighty, he got that.
1: He's team Tommy. So, so it's expensive and it's very painful, reportedly. Um, he can it involves, that. huh? It's, all, it's painful being short, so he can. That.
8: <laughs> it involves
1: cutting your. Listen to what it involves, though. Cutting your mm. leg bone to insert a remote control device, and then slowly stretch your bones out. Now he not
9: He's not gonna remember them instructions. He's gonna ah. so hit that button the wrong way and ask be shorter. <laughs> just be a little bitty don't bow-legged. Not don't shrinkage. Don't, don't, don't just be word. bow-legged at 5'5". Five, five. Uh,
1: uh,
6: but
9: recipients... Jay, Jay, you shut up. This, Go ahead, Call it. I, mean, I just
1: wanted to say this one last thing. If you are a recipient of this surgery, you can expect to gain, this is the good news, you can expect to gain between 2 and 5 inches. 5 inches. Everything. That boy be 6 feet tall. <laughs> Well, when Once everything
9: be- is healed. So that's yeah. a great news.
14: Heal, okay, Shirley, I hurting. do have a question. I do have uh-huh. a question.
1: So what's your question,
14: Jake? You can only use this for your legs? That's you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> that's what
6: It gonna look crazy when the moms don't match.
9: <laughs> I don't want my arms on the Junior. junior. Right. I, really junior. I don't yeah, yeah. Junior, we get stay it, your Jay. young ass back away from these old <laughs> man ass jokes. <laughs> They're gonna crazy hair, Your arms, ain't nobody talking about the arms, <laughs> yes, uh, Jay, it's rain, <laughs> it's
14: If called. I had what I really needed, I mean, I could look like a tarantula. I don't give a damn. My, my hands could be in my shoulders <laughs>
13: <laughs> if I get the extension I'm looking for. <laughs> if <I> get, <laughs> Stupid. If I can get the extension, I what? <laughs> Matter yeah. the fact, I don't need no arms if I can get the extension that I
8: will
9: <laughs> Let's get back to this leg lengthening for seventy to eighty thousand dollars. How do you get somebody signed up, Shirley? Was there a website? Do we have to fly him out the country? Is this being held in only uh, pygmy nations?
8: Don't, don't where, where does in Africa. To, you
9: know, where do we have to fly to to get this surgery?
1: Well, you can ask your your, your doctor about it, first of all. I, it's heard, called leg I heard the surgery. place our that does doctor.
14: the operation is in Little Rock. It's in Little Rock no okay.
1: Coming up, it is our last <laughs> break of the day. <laughs> it is the last. And we'll have some closing remarks from the one and only Steve Harvey at 49 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve
7: Harvey Morning Show. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work.
4: the gangster rap boldly addressed from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcast. Let's go.
1: Here we are, guys, our last break of the day and of the week on this Friday. <laughs>
6: Crazy show,
9: crazy show. show. Don't hit <laughs> yes. that button the wrong way. You gonna get shorter. control. And you know he cheap. He always try to get a discount. That ain't even said. It's between sixty and eighty thousand dollars. Don't get to sixty thousand.
13: <laughs> Cause that ain't good <laughs> I'm try to get half price.
9: <laughs> okay, you gonna mess around and get half
8: inch.
9: Ain't <laughs> nobody. You all that pain. Ain't nobody gonna know damn. Cause half inch tall ain't gonna help you. I'll tell you that right now. It <laughs> ain't gonna get you in the six foot club. Man.
8: Oh man!
9: You need the five inch surgery. Which
6: is eighty five. Damn <laughs> near. <laughs>
9: damn near need a pair of stilts.
6: Inserted in
1: your legs. Oh <laughs>
6: man! I'm
9: ready.
1: All right, Steve. Oh. What you got for us today?
9: Well, I want to encourage people again, but I want to share something with each with each one of you. There is greatness in all of us. It really is. There is greatness in all of us. but, but, But some things have to happen to have this greatness come out. First of all, you have to believe that there's something greater for you. That's the first thing you need to do. You need to believe there's something greater for you. But how many times, though, and I'm going to ask you this. How many times have you sat around and said, man, this cannot be my life. There has to be more to my life than this. I think we've all said it at some point in time. So with that in mind, there you have it. I already know that the seed has been planted for the greatness in you to grow. But we got to grow it. See, with this greatness that's in you, everybody's bound for greatness, but you got to tap into it. Because listen to me, God is willing, God is ready, and God is available. Anytime. He's never too busy. He's on call 24 7. He's better than 911. Okay, well, Steve, I got all that. But. How do I get started? Because see, after you know that God is willing, ready, and able, what you got to do is get started. Okay, Steve, how do I get started? Okay, first, let's get, let me give you some basic stuff. What are your visions and dreams? What are the things that you aspire to? <laughs> some of the things you've shared with people, some of the things you've never shared. <laughs> but it's something on the inside of you that's burning. Man, I I really wish I could be this. Man, I wish I had this business. Man, I wish I could open this. Man, I wish I had this career. Man, I wish I had this degree. Man, I wish I had this position in corporate America. You got something. You gotta have them visions and dreams. After you admit and write down your visions and dreams, there has to be an application of faith because everything you write down, you have to understand That's your vision for your form of greatness. And if all of us have greatness in us, then that means all of us can be bound to greatness if we get started. And to get started, you need to write down your dreams and visions. That's the first thing. That's the thing that God puts in your imagination that's for you. as He gives you signs of what he has for you. After that is the application of faith. You've got to believe that this can happen for you. The best way to get this to happen to you is next. You need to form a connection with God. You need God, man. Listen to me. You can help yourself with this relationship with God. You need God. God don't need you. God going to be God with all the people that came and went in this world. Don't you know God is still God? God don't need you. We'd have lost some great people in this world, man. And they served a purpose and they had a mission in life. And once it was fulfilled, they they got, they got called home. But if you don't do it, God will get somebody else to do it. After you've written down your dreams and visions, after you've made the application of faith, and after you've made a connection with God, here is the critical element to it too. All of these are critical. You, you leave out any one of these and you, you, you're messing up the equation. So you can't leave out your vision board, your dreams and vision. You can't leave out the application of faith, the belief that you can do it. You cannot do it without the help of God. And last but not least, you cannot do it without developing an incredible work ethic. You got to stop sitting around so much you can't wonder why you ain't got this and you ain't got that when you don't do this and you don't do that stop sitting around so much count the idle times the idle minutes the idle hours in your day you could take those moments those minutes and make them productive but no, you sitting around looking out the window sitting around watching stories on tv sitting around watching cartoons online, looking at other people's lives, trolling, making comments. I'm liking, double tapping and all this here. Give something for somebody else to double tap. Why you got to be the tapper? Your heart on everybody's damn page. Put your phone down and pick up your vision board. Put your phone down and pick up your faith. Put your phone down and develop a relationship with God. Put your phone down and put some work into these dreams and visions. You are bound for greatness, and greatness is in you, but you have got to do those four things. If you do those four things, greatness is coming your way. That ain't Steve Harvey's theory. All that's in the Bible. Y'all have a great day, man. I hope that helped somebody today. God willing, uh, y'all have a great weekend, I think, right? Great weekend? Yes,
6: sir.
1: Yes, (laughs)
6: sir. (laughs) <laughs>
1: for care. all steve harvey contests no purchase necessary void where prohibited participants must be legal u.s residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated for complete contest
2: rules visit steveharveyfm.com
1: you're listening to the steve harvey morning show
2: the elevation with steven furtick podcast was created with you in mind this is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from god Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins.